Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. How the heck are you? It's Sunday for me. Uh, I had a good night out. Uh, First off, starters, uh, happy birthday, Christina. Um, The homies went out and we celebrated for her. We had a good time. Uh, Brings me to the food corner. I had some bomb-ass lasagna. Kind of had a little spicy kick to it, too, which I liked. It was real big layers. So, you know, uh, that was a good time. Fun food. Um, Other than that, though, uh, we can get into it. Got some news for you, of course. Uh, Got this from CNN Politics. Uh, Jackson faces tight confirmation vote as Graham signals no vote and GOP opposition stiffens. So we covered this a little bit, but uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, she got the nominee, uh, the nomination from Joe Biden. Uh, hearings were going to start soon, and they started this week. Uh, essentially, uh, these things in the past, like decades back, would go pretty, pretty quick, pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Um, for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, back in the day, it was like a 96 to 3 um, vote in her favor. Um, that was back in 1993. In um, 1986, uh, Anton Scalia won a 98 to 0 vote, um, and he was a conservative. So it kind of just shows across the board back back in the day, you know, when I was a little little kid. Um, I guess even before that, obviously, uh, that this shit was pretty straightforward. It was a formality. Um, if a candidate was good for the job, they hired him or them, you know, and they were good. They were, it was easy. But things have definitely become more politically charged as of late. Um, you know, go back to 2018. Uh, Trump's pick, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, um, he was confirmed 50 to 48. Um, and there was, you know... I feel like this is a little bit specific. I know some people were like, oh, this is all politics. But he was accused of a sexual assault, which I feel like is definitely something where it's like, oh, people go, damn, do I really want this person to be in, you know, the Supreme Court if they have this, you know, hanging over them? Um, So the conversation definitely became about that. And uh, also they made a comment about how many beers he would drink Uh, with Amy Coney Coney Barrett. uh, It was also tied as well it was 52 to 48 um the democrats had objections to her views on abortion which were pretty rigid she was very anti um also they kind of came at her about religion which kind of comes back in this hearing now um but we'll get to that but um so essentially just very tight also there's another situation where um Mitch McConnell more or less blocked Obama from making a pick that he was, you know, supposed to have at towards the end of his election term. And they held out for over a year on having a nomination until Trump was elected. And then Trump was able to make his first pick, which was, I believe, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. So, I mean, just a lot of just, you know, extra, extra to either make points, um, to have more sway. Oh, excuse me. That's a big burp. Um, but, um, that really made this whole process a lot stickier, a lot stinkier in my opinion. So for Miss Jackson it, or Judge Jackson, I should say, cause she's already a judge. Um, I believe she, yeah, she's judge of the DC appellate 
court. So she's already been nominated by these same groups of people for a similar job. This is just more or less an upgrade of that job. Uh, someone who actually gave her a vote in favor back then was Lindsey Graham, who has lately now done some political backtracking in a way and really realigned himself with the Republican Party. And you could really kind of see it in how he interviewed, I guess you could say interviewed her. Um, it was a just very angled, very like, hey, I'm making these points here. Um, he started off saying like, hey, I, you know, have a lawyer background. You're, you were a lawyer as well. You know, she's like, yes. And then he kind of segues this into like, hey, so like you were a defense uh, lawyer for um, Guantanamo Bay uh, detainees. And you defended them by saying things that were like, oh, you know, America is guilty of war crimes against these people who are being held without, you know, trial um, in really bad, terrible conditions. And she countered by saying, like, look, that was the line that, like, in the line and the idea that the defense that, you know, my client wanted me to take. So I took it and defended that to the best of my ability. That was my job. Um, there was also more critiques and criticisms in how she did sentencing. Um, they said that she was too lenient on child porn, um, which I thought was very crazy. Um, essentially because of the fact that it's like, look, she's sticking within the guidelines and there are other Republican back judges who are doing the same kind of choices that she's, you know, that she has made in that position. Um, other uh, beefs that people had. Ted Cruz brought up a stack of books and he said, he asked her if she was um, in support of critical race theory. And when she said, I really don't even know how to define that, honestly, like, and at least in terms of how it uh, pertains to me being a judge. And he goes, well, when you were a part of, or I think she still is, is a part of like a school committee of some sort in Georgia. And um, I guess the books that they okayed were like these slew of books and he just pulls them all out and is talking like hey like this is about like whether or not a baby is racist (laughs) it's just wild shit and she's like look i'm not here to like okay every book you know choice or whatever and say like this is my meaning behind it like i'm a part of this committee and we all made these decisions that these things were okay so i mean she was offending that Another senator asked her to define what a woman was, um, which is kind of like in regards to kind of a lot of the the shit that's going on right now on the rights of, you know, a trans person um, in regards to Leah Thomas, too, I think, which we will be getting to later. But just a whole lot of flim flam, really messy shit. Uh, The way the process goes is you have about three days three rounds of like interviews, like 20 minutes. It's all like live public stuff. The uh, Republicans will ask questions to you. The Democrats will as well. But kind of like how I said, it's a lot of grandstanding. Um, Even from the Democratic side, you pretty much heard people just making counterpoints saying, hey, look, like this should really be about this and not that. Um, You can clearly see that her you know, decisions are also parallel with other judges, whether you're Republican or Democratic. Like, this is kind of wild. This is a little bit of a witch hunt. Um, as well as, I believe, Cory Booker used his time to really more or less to say thank you. 
It was a very teary-eyed speech where he cried and she cried as well, Ms. Jack- or Judge Jackson. And, um, you know, more or less just saying, hey, like, this is a big deal. Like, you are the first black woman who's going to have a shot at this. And, you know, it's amazing. It's awesome. Um, as well as other reasons she's qualified is also with her background as a defense lawyer. It's something that's a little bit more rare on the Supreme Court. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, now also more or less to kind of how I was saying like, yes, these things are decisive, but it goes across party line. So right now in the Senate, like, um, Democrats have the majority. So as long as everyone sticks to the script, this should just be a formality anyway. It remains to be seen though. I did read another article where Manchin even says, Hey, I'm planning on voting for, uh, Judge Jackson, so that's good. Hopefully he sticks to the script. You know, he's a wild card. Uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about it because it was definitely something that I initially was just like, oh, okay, this is something that happened. The Amy Conan Barrett happened. Kavanaugh happened. I wasn't doing covers then, but like it didn't seem that major. It just seemed like something that was going to go without a hitch. But then seeing the actual stuff unfold – Seeing Lindsey Graham in action was just like, okay, I can't look away. I want to talk about it. Um, and some other news. Got this from AP News. Uh, wallets, IDs, but no survivors found in China Eastern crash. Um, so this happened at the top of the week. It was obviously a very sad situation. A Boeing 737-800 plane uh, nosedived. Uh, killing 123 passengers. I believe there's no survivors. There's been no one found. Um, the situation was real rough just because, like I said, it nosedived. Then it tried to correct, but then just continued to nosedive and crash into like this mountainous area. Um, they've been trying to find the black box, the two recorders from the flight, um, and they were. I believe they found it. One in the middle of the week and then the other one, I believe, this weekend. But essentially that covers um, the audio that was in the cockpit and then also just live updates from the plane itself and like how it was, you know, performing. So hopefully they'll have more details. Um, But until then, I believe they grounded all the 737s and they were checking them out, um, you know, just seeing if everything's on the level, everything's okay. Um the plane itself is known for being a very reliable, sturdy plane. So, you know, it's definitely a big question mark as to what happened, whether it was cockpit pilot error or it's just a malfunction happened on the plane and that's what, you know, caused the incident to happen. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some updates there. Um, but my thoughts and condolences go out to the family, uh, families, you know, affected. Whew. Uh, let's see here. I got um, some conservative news, conservatorship news, I should say, about Amanda Bynes. Uh, got this from TMZ. Uh, judge ends conservatorship. She's officially free. So essentially, um, it's been a nine-year uh, conservatorship that is now lifted for Amanda Bynes. This is a different conservative situation than let's say the Britney Spears thing 
Obviously, that was way more toxic from the family, from the lawyer, the, even maybe the judge, honestly. Just a big mess. Big quagmire. Uh, the situation with Amanda Bynes, though, you know, she was definitely having, like, some mental health issues. Things were going on. I believe uh, the big incident that really kind of pushed things to the conservatorship, uh, like, situation was she had, like, started a fire in her neighbor's, like, front yard and then, like, was laying down with, like, her pant leg on fire and, like, someone called that in and um, I guess at that point they people knew, like, okay, we got to do something here. So the parents were granted a conservatorship over her, uh, but over the nine years between her parents and the lawyer and Amanda and her own personal growth, you know, she's definitely made a lot of strides. Um, things are looking good and the judge has agreed and lifted her conservatorship. So we think that's great. Um, it's awesome news. We love to see it. Um, I don't know in terms of like what the future holds for Amanda. Hopefully, you know, she just does more dope shit and, you know, stays out of the news headlines and like, you know, crazy stuff. Uh, actually it's, I, I always dislike this photo just because i feel like it's it's doing it on purpose but like tmz has the photo of her with like the the heart symbol on her face because she got a heart tattoo um uh, there was definitely some hijinks i've seen some of the stuff but um hopefully like i said there'll be a lot less of that and just more growth whether she's in the light like the limelight or not so um and some other news some controversy i guess you could say um i guess depending on how you're looking at it uh, but I got this from Yahoo Sports and then also The Independent. Uh, but swimmer Leah Thomas becomes NCAA's first transgender D1 champion in any sport. Uh, so this is a big uh, headline grabber, uh, especially for people who are, you know, I feel like this has definitely more been more of a rallying cry for people who are anti-trans rights. I feel like they are really saying, oh, look at this. This person you know, transitioned, invaded the sport, and it's just dominating and taking over. And I feel like that's the narrative that is being presented, even though when you definitely look at the details of Thomas, her run is definitely just, it's a, it's an awesome story. It's an awesome story. It's a situation of a person who is like, look, I'm trying to be a swimmer. I'm trying to live my life. They get to a point where they definitely see and realize like, look, the way my life is going is not the way I want it to be. And they transition, even though they know that it's going to be a detriment to their swimming career. And I know people are will bring up her record and say, well, she was so low in the runnings as a man and then made this transition. And then all of a sudden she just starts dominating when that's not the case. She had to take two years off, do a bunch of hormone therapy, because the way that it works is you have to more or less have to toss. Yeah, I believe it's testosterone suppression therapy. For more than two years to you know compete in the women's division then um that's just like i guess where the the sports legalities and the science kind of get together and compromise um so just doing that alone is a crazy crazy whirlwind on your psyche on your body and it's a complete readjustment and after doing that then coming training working doing all the things an athlete does they got to the point where they are now and no one cared about this until she won, until she got first. Then all of a sudden, it's it's a big deal. It's a problem. Um, and I feel like this is a common thing, a common trope, where it 
no one's mad about it until it makes a headline and then they have to scream and shout and they all of a sudden really care about the integrity of the game. When really it's just they think that this is icky and they, it upsets them to see something, such a social change in front of their eyes like this. Um, at the end of the day, hey, my goal isn't really to try to convince you on this, to sell you on this. I know people have their thoughts on this and they're going to be bedrock to them. They're going to be beholden to them, you know, can't change. I'm not going to try. But um, I definitely support her. I support all athletes, men, women, in between, whatever. You should have the chance to compete. And uh, and the whole idea of like, well, why can't they just have a separate league and make it fair for everyone? Like sports is not a fair thing. The whole point of sports is conquering yourself, conquering adversity, everything, overcoming it. There are people who are major athletes, man, female, whatever, and who've had to go hormone, who have had to go through hormone, hormone therapy, not to like transition or what have you, but because their body is different from others. So then they got that, they got that procedure. They went through changes and guess what? They're dominating their field, but no one cares because they're a cis gendered person. No one bats an eyelash about that. The only time that we get arced up about this kind of stuff is if it's like steroids, like, oh, Barry Bonds is juicing, Mark McGuire is juicing. But deep down, we all loved and watched the, the home run sprees and all that kind of shit. We loved it. We ate it up as a, as a country. So th- I just feel like the argument really is bullshit, but I know people are going to make it, and they're going to have their opinion. Um, you know, I, I think for me personally on, like, the social media stuff, there's some people I've even decided to, like, kind of just say, I'm done. I'm not really here to, like, hear your big long spiel about this because you hate this so much because all of a sudden you're like into sports even though the last time you talked about swimming was michael phelps <laughs> um but hey i get it you're gonna have your opinions um go off queen or king but yeah here at isaiah's newsstand we're gonna be talking about that shit we're gonna be pumping it up we're gonna be giving flowers so too bad oh, i guess also too though there is a counterpoint there was um some women on the team who did voice, you know, some concern. They didn't like the whole situation. Um, you know, they, they do try to be supportive of Leah as a person, but then they also say, well, she's like not a woman. And so, I mean, at the same time, though, when you look at these people's rankings, like they're like the 17th. They're like midway people in this conversation. People at the top have been also, to counterpoint, been supportive of Leah. And they said, I wish that she wouldn't have to go through all this because she's an amazing athlete. And this anything that she's gone through up until this point does not denote that. Um, but yeah, you can take it or leave it. And um, hopefully you take it. <laughs> but uh, to round out, and I'm going to take a little smirk a break um, and get back to you. But uh, got this from CNN. Uh, Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins has died, uh, says the band. Um, R.I.P. We send our condolences. Uh, he died at 50 years old. Um, if you're not aware, he is the he was the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Um, amazing band, love them. Definitely like the like first like stadium alt rock band that I remember listening to as a kid. Um, Everlong, 
Oh, that was uh, something from the hijinks from last night, actually. We were out at a bar. Igby's, shout out. Love that bar. Loki, my favorite. Um, we were jamming. You know, we were vibing. Um, and then towards the end, it was like right around last call. They played Everlong, dude. They played Everlong. And like, I don't really know like too many people in my circle. If they really fuck with the Foo Fighters for real. I get that. I understand. Um, it's kind of like easy listening, I feel like now for like my generation and younger. Like, some people stand it. Some people are like, mm, resident sleep or whatever. I don't know. But, um, Everlong came on. I got bummed. I look over. I see the barkeep. Uh, she's bummed. I'm like, man, like, this is, this is kind of, damn, dude. Like, ugh. But, so they were on tour. Um, he passed away, I believe, in his hotel. Um, there have been some updates, too, which, like, I don't. I don't know. I do kind of hate how, like, us as a society, we definitely um, want to know the details. We want to get in the guts of what happened, how it happened. Uh, but AB- uh, CBS News has said that he had 10 different substances in his system at the time of his death. Um, I believe, let's see, there was marijuana, opioids, tricylic antidepressants, uh, benzo di- diapamines uh, i don't know what that is but um you know i don't know i don't like really want to speak on that i'd rather just like to stay on the positive on this stuff and i know you're probably saying man isaiah you do these like obituaries really bad you don't cover a lot of people and sometimes when you do cover people you're a piece of shit and then you don't even get into the details and i'm like i know because i'm bad at this guys i'm trying but um also it's death is hard i don't like talking about it and um you know at the same time though there are people that just pop up on my radar and, and this is a personal podcast like this is you're almost in like in my little live newsy journal so like you're gonna kind of just get things that come through my stream of consciousness and this is what i saw and felt away about i know i saw i think it was like one of the sesame street characters died a couple weeks ago and i felt bad about that but i didn't know how to like incorporate it with everything that was going on at the time so it, 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 i miss things but um for sure for sure thank you for sticking with me here um it's been another episode of isaiah's newsstand uh if you would like to help contribute to the cause i uh, have a patreon that is patreon.com slash isaiah news that'd be the biggest help um five dollars gets you into the newsy group which is discord access which is like the coolest way to talk to me trying to form a community of people who talk about news and talk about just pop things cool things i would love to have that space um also you get a shout out um pretty much every month if you you know you at least have access to a shout out kind of cue list and we'll you know, I'll be able to talk about things that you want to talk about or at least give you a shout out and name and maybe like give you a plug if you got some stuff, you know, essentially use me as your advertising or as a beacon point. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of symbiosis I'm trying to vibe with here. I'm trying to get parasocial here. But uh, other ways to contact me is IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. That's the best free way if you want to just like send feedback, what have you. Um, also there is the Instagram, Isaiah news one, there is Isaiah underscore news for the Twitter and I believe Isaiah news on Facebook. It might be Isaiah news one, but you'll find me one way or the other. 
Also, you know, I don't know what actual app or device you're using to listen to me on. Um, I know I'm big on Spotify and uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasting, whatever. But um, you can generally find me on a lot of places, which I'm really, once again, thankful to Anchor for. So, um, yeah. But other than that, I- I'm I'm done chilling. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Um, I love you guys. And I hope I see you soon for some more good news. Bye-bye. Mwah.